Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Feel Good with me, Renee. We have an incredible guest today, Geraldine Power. Geraldine is a mother, a guide, an alchemist. Her deepest wish is to guide you and your family to come home to their highest purpose and your liberated leadership. We talk about her own pivot into softening and redefining leadership for herself and and how she is showing up for her family. Now, as a homeschool mom, we talk about the importance of honoring the cycles of life, staying in rhythm with nature. So much good stuff. Geraldine is naturally rebellious, which I particularly find to be so appealing. I just got so much out of this conversation and I know that you will too. Geraldine and I have a shared background in the business of doTERRA. We talk a little bit about both of our experiences with that, the struggles, some of the highs and lows. So if you have any uh, interest in hearing about that, you'll have to stick around to the end of the episode. But please, without further ado, enjoy this conversation with my new friend, Geraldine. Hi, Geraldine. Thank you for being on the podcast today. Thanks for having me. I felt a connection with you when we were introduced by our mutual friend, Natalie, and I'm really grateful that you took time and space today to be here to share with us. Yeah, my pleasure. Yeah, so I have been absorbing some of your energy online. I was reading through some of your Instagram and and listening to some of your podcasts. And I'm really feeling so much resonance with a lot of what you share and wondered if you could maybe jump in and just give us Give us a little introduction to what you are really leaning into and feeling passionate right now, and then maybe we'll go back and talk about how you came to this place of feeling this way. Sure. So, yeah, it's it's been quite a, a journey, and we can unpack that. But right now in my life, I'm 38 years old. I'm a mom to three small children, three girls, six and under. And uh, basically since 2020 and the pandemic happened and I had my third baby, I have been extremely passionate about settle, like learning how to settle into this new role our family has been guided into. Mm. We, I, I felt a strong pull on my heart to start a homeschooling journey. We recently moved and we found a homeschool pod for my oldest daughter. And so Mm -hmm. there's a big focus on not so much the individual, so just mom at home Mm -hmm. doing all the things, the cooking, the the cleaning, the homeschooling, but more so uh, a communal collaborative space is what was what pinged me when when 2020 was going on and I think many of us had certain awarenesses to what was happening and many of us have been guided to think about things differently or make shifts for our family. And there were big shifts for us. So I was seeking this very communal, collaborative setting, I guess you could say. And it's it still hasn't manifested in the way 
that my heart is seeking, but I know that it's going to take a lot of time. Mm -hmm. Uh, The homeschooling piece has really come together. So we found this beautiful communal pod. And um, that's something I'm really passionate about right now is exploring alternative forms of education. And in, in my work with women, I am extremely passionate as, as a coach, as a spiritual guide. I want to make sure I say this properly. I'm passionate about holding the container and the space for women to have faith in their life, death, rebirth process that's mm-hmm. happening for them right now because it's happening to all of us. And so I essentially teach alchemy. Mm-hmm. I, um, my back, I mean, 12 years ago now, if I take you back 12 years ago, I left my government job and I started studying yoga and meditation and different forms of energy work. And I got into the healing arts and grew a few businesses. And from there, I joined a priestess school, which is School of the Divine Feminine. Mm-hmm. And so now I kind of merge everything I've learned and unlearned and return to into essentially an alchemical container for women. And I'm really, really passionate about that. I'm still very much a student of it mm-hmm. myself, uh, of course, <laughs> but I am passionate about helping women remember you know, just remember who we were before this very patriarchal society came to be. I'm very Mm -hmm. passionate about history and looking at 200 years ago when the Industrial Revolution took place. It was a very different way of being for families before that happened. Mm -hmm. And then if you look at after we were essentially trained, right? We were trained, um, and for anyone who's not familiar, Industrial Revolution is when technology mm-hmm. took over machinery and children went off to school and people went to work in jobs and we were pitched, we were started, we, we started to be pitched, you know, the American dream and this model of productivity. And um, this is where that very collaborative communal way of life shifted into an individual life, Mm -hmm. like chasing your dreams. I want this. I want that. Uh, Or working for someone else's manufacturing goals, let's say, right? Yeah. Or business goals. And so I'm really passionate about breaking down history as well, because I think this conversation, it can, this conversation about returning to a more, um, I guess, cyclical, simple life can be hard. And triggering and the alchemy of that is something I think we're all facing in our own way so I also like to weave in some history and remind people that you know it was only 200 years ago that we actually lived very communally we lived in a very rhythmic way we went to bed when the sun went to bed we weren't on TikTok at 10 o'clock at night Mm -hmm. like you know what I mean because now in the world so we had the industrial revolution which introduced technology in a certain way and this model of productivity. And and I think that really kickstarted humanity's fall into, you know, malnourishment, disconnection, mm-hmm. out of tune with our rhythmic nature. And now it's interesting what 
you know, our kids will look back on and call this time. But now we're almost facing this secondary disconnect with cell phones in our pockets and everything moving online and with AI taking over. It's now disconnecting us further from nature. We're all kind of aware of it and we're all sort of spinning around like, what the F do we do? And so, I mean, that's a whole can of worms, but you asked what I'm passionate yes. about. I'm passionate I love about all, it. all of that, all of that. So yeah, anywhere you want to go with that. that. No, <laughs> I, I could unpack so much. First of all, my mom heart just resonates with what feels so aligned that you are focusing on with your little, little kids. I am at a phase now where my kids are um, 11 and almost 17. And it seems like literally, you know, just a blink of an eye that I was feeling that call too, but I could never quite get there. Um, you know, you live in Canada. Obviously, I, I, well, from my perception, you know, I feel like Canada is a little bit more progressive with some of that in certain areas maybe um, than where I was in very, you know, uh, <laughs> like dense suburbs of Washington, D.C., where we really didn't have a lot of these more I guess alternative options for for raising because there's you know, these little kids. pockets. Yeah, right? there's like little. There are little pockets even around the states. Like Missouri is known as a very That's sort insane. of like homeschooling community, and there's certain pockets even here in Canada. But you're right. If you if you were not in an an established area too, where people have where people were going first and and inspiring this different way of thinking and being, then of course, of course, like how are you supposed? You know what I mean? It's I do. It's tough. Yeah. And I spoke about this before, but, you know, my kids and I think we have um, you know, maybe some resonance on this, too, is my kids are. I mean, they're they're highly sensitive, they're empathic, very wise beyond their years. And, you know, when I started to see how the system of I mean, we've been through it with my with especially my older daughter. I mean, we almost I was at a point as a mom where I was willing to relocate us. From Virginia to North Carolina to be near a Waldorf school because I thought, oh, Waldorf is the closest thing that I found that makes any sense to how they're approaching an individual child. And I literally we went there for a tour and my husband's like, what what are we doing? I'm like, no, you know, you just you feel that sense of like, I know the path my child needs and this is so not it. And I just commend you for taking ownership and, um, you know, responsibility over driving that, because I think for me, I still feel. Like, I felt like I was not cut out, quote unquote, to be a um, homeschool mom. I felt a lot of, um, yeah, insecurity around that, you know, and that being like my aligned path. So anyway, that's one thing I just wanted to speak to that I just feel such a heartfelt resonance that you shared. Um, and yes, we have gotten into these <laughs> these patterns in our world where we're thinking the norm is this disconnect. And I love that you are bringing it back to cycles and nature and finding our rhythm because there, I mean, what is the benefit in, in, and, and it seems somewhat obvious, but in your experience and what you're teaching, what is the benefit to someone coming back in to tap into the natural rhythm of like seasons, personal cycles? Can you speak to that a little bit? Yeah, the benefit is your health. The benefit is your health. We are animalistic, cyclical beings. And so when we stray away from that, 
I, I believe that's when we become a very sick society. Mm. If you, I, I love studying, you know, I love science, but I'm very particular about the, the doctors and the scientists mm. that, that I learn from. But I also love, I'm very like science meets spirit. I love studying mystics. Mm-hmm. And I think we've lost a connection to nature because we've lost a connection to feminine wisdom because that's the feminine. The feminine is more our connection to the earth, our connection to the great mother, our connection to the goddess. And there are great uh, feminine scholars, teachers, religious teachers, mystics who have spoken throughout history about our connection to nature and how that um, provides health and vitality. Yeah. And, you know, I'm also very rebellious in the sense that I am a deep seeker of truth. Like I want to get to the root of things. It bothers me when I can't get to the root of things. Mm-hmm. And when it comes to health in North America, right in the West, I saw this reel on Instagram yesterday and I was cracking up because it's so true. There's a gym on every corner. We all take a thousand mm-hmm. supplements. We're obsessed with like eating organic and all of these and, and spreading awareness around that, which, hey, like I get it. And I have been on that 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 path for many years, unlo- unlearning the harm in our food system and um, all of these things. I just had someone on my podcast recently, uh, my friend Nadine from That Green Glow, and mm-hmm. she is very passionate about science and spirit as well. And she was saying that really food is only about 15 to 20% of our overall health portfolio. And so, yes, it's important. And yes, many of us, because of our post-industrial revolutionary ways, are seeking, you know, fast food and um, convenience and all of these things. And yes, this is this is a problem. It's really, if you look at the grand scheme of things, it's only a certain percentage. And so what some of the great mystical teachers speak to is that our connection to the land that we live on, our connection to the seasons, meaning, for example, it's normal to hibernate and rest more in the winter, mm-hmm. even our connection to our innate gifts as women. So for myself, for example, I'm a deep thinker and because I love truth and I love getting to the root of things. I am sort of like the strategist in my family. <laughs> and so for me, like it doesn't require eight hours a day of work in order for me to be successful and productive. I'm actually really good at working three, four hours a day Mm -hmm. and being highly successful. So that would be an example of like my connection to nature. And it took me a long time to get to that place. I used to wake up, go for a 10K run, like take 12,000 supplements, work for eight hours. I was on like always chasing this endorphin high and always chasing the next thing. And I felt great. Until one day I didn't feel great and my body started breaking down 
And I think this is where a lot of people are at is like, oh, but wait, I'm doing what all of the health community Mm -hmm. is telling me to do. Why is my body breaking down? Because that whole, like there's a mismatch in that percentage. I I sort of see it in my head as a graph of like, Mm -hmm. if food and our self-care rituals and all of that is really whatever it is, I'm sure there's some nuance, 15 to 20%. The rest of it is our relationships. It's our communal relationships. It's our relationship to the earth. It's our relationship to the seasons. It's our relationship to our own gifts and talents and yeah. how much of that, how much of that actually requires me to be productive. Like, what does that look like? Um, I mean, there's, there's so many aspects, but as we attune more to nature's rhythms and our own internal rhythm, we naturally become healthier. And it might not feel like it at first. And something I'm really passionate about teaching women, because when they start this path, they're like, oh my God, I'm sleeping all the time. I'm, I'm tired. I'm like, you're just catching up. Your body's just, (laughs) your body's actually restoring and returning and releasing and detoxifying. And so you just got to give it, you got to give it time as you kind of transition into this more rhythmic pace. Does that answer your question? Oh my gosh. So much. And so much more that I just feel in my soul I you know I think I I think of it like in my in and how I've come to go through a very disruptive period I mean we all do right that path that cycle of disruption and then being in a void is the way you know I somewhere somewhere taught it or learned it or thought of it as and then you're in this void and you're kind of in this floating liminal, like, what is what? I used to have it all figured out. You know, like you said, like I was on this hamster wheel of chasing and doing and thinking this is exactly what we're all doing, right? Like I'm doing the thing, right? You know, like, shouldn't I be feeling so amazing from this? And then I had to really come to terms with a, a death, like you were speaking to in terms of the, the cycle of, of going through a death and a rebirth. And I'm just now, I mean, that was like a lot of us in, you know, experience in the collective. This aligned perfectly with 2020. I mean, it was literally February 2020. I started to just, or maybe a little bit before that, actually, but started to come into the space of like, well, wow, this isn't working. I feel totally um, not good. I feel not myself. I feel like all these things I've been teaching other people to do, I'm starting to second guess. And Mm. it was just a major Mm. disruption. And I was a lot of, I was very confused around that. So the fact that I love that you are holding space for people to work through that void. And then of course, we all love the expansion when you come out the other side and you're like, the things that I've learned and, you know, and, and how I, you know, can now reconcile those pieces and find the real growth and transformation in it but it's not easy and I think so many of us are really facing that um or have been you know head on like full tilt like whoa um so so, can I just make a comment about the void for a second please because I was mentioning some great mystics and scholars earlier and then it kind of went on a tangent this is what I do I go here and I go there but I eventually we're eventually bring it all around so um, there's a really great book called uh, Entering the Castle, is it? So St. Teresa of Avila, she's actually, I believe, a Catholic saint, but she's also known as a mystic. And she talked about the soul's purpose 
when it comes to earth is to explore the interior walls of the castle. And the soul will actually go through, it's supposed to go through two dark night of the soul time periods on earth. Hmm. And it starts with entering that void where you're like, whoa, 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 whoa. And she says it's seven layers deep, which is really interesting. And so there is no act, there is no external model. There, I'm sorry, like, like there is no supplement, there is no nothing that's going to fix this process. Hmm. It's an internal bodily process. We have to get into our 3D body and feel like you have to feel the void, then you have to feel what's beneath the void, and then you have to feel what's beneath that. Like you're going through the layers to get to the soul, and the soul is what then becomes more activated, which is the whole point. The soul then starts to turn on louder, brighter. It's this remembrance that is activated within us and where we go. Like, have you ever had an experience, Renee, through these times where you start to remember? It's a remembrance of like, whoa, wait, this is how I'm, this is what health means to me, my body. This is what, whoa, wait, this is what feels right. Not what is kind of said all out there externally. And I'm not absolutely. I'm not trying to judge everything that's said out there externally. I'm just trying to get to the heart of this. So I like to normalize for people that these dark times, these dark nights are inevitable. And it's how we do our humanly work to return to the soul, which is light and eternal and all of these beautiful things. But yeah, the void is is part of it. But there's this belief in our culture. We have to unwrap our brains around it. There's this belief in our culture and the health and wellness space that the void is bad and, mm-hmm. and it's dark and all of these things. But it's actually the bravest souls, the most mm-hmm. wise souls the most courageous souls that are willing to sit in that void and be with that void and dig underneath that void. That is the spiritual work we came to do. It's not always pretty and polished. Definitely not. No, I am absolutely, I totally feel what you're saying. And there's also something that I wanted to ask you about because I read it and I was like, yes, like this is something I think you wrote on your Instagram, but about Cause I'm 45, like I'm in it. Like I am in the middle of life. And so you were talking about honoring the feminine maturation process and just how we can get to this middle age place and we can feel like, oh, I went and I did the thing and, you know, I achieved this level of success, quote unquote, and I'm still feeling numb, disconnected and just how how that came to be, right? Wasn't I'm asking in your experience and in your expertise and wisdom, like, is it because we are so taught to lean into these masculine ways that we are so taught to be, you know, successful and we can do all the things too. And, you know, all those kinds of, in my opinion, pretty damaging um, thought processes. What do you feel about that, that, that middle of life, like what's happening <laughs> just in terms of middle of life and being, feeling numb and disconnected? Cause now I'm starting to notice and see mm. this is a very common thing, very common for women my age. So you're asking about what middle-aged women feeling numb, disconnected from their bodies, from emotions, like sort of the spectrum of that, like just feeling, yeah. Okay. So 
one thing I want to say off the hop that's just pinging me. So I'm 38 is women who are a little bit older than me in my priestess school have definitely shared that the time of menopause and even leading up to it can be one of those dark night of the soul periods. It's very common. And so just something to sit with, yeah. right? Just something to sit with that it can be a time when women are initiated deeper into their power, but it might feel dark and mysterious and murky for a little bit. So I think for sure, holding steady, seeking the wisdom of women who've gone before you, who've been through that, who could perhaps help midwife you through that is mm -hmm. key. Um, and another few things that are hanging me though, is that uh, so many things. I mean, even hormonally, I have a naturopath coming on my podcast actually to talk about this where she's, she speaks to, yes, what you said. We've been raised to be more in the wounded masculine in this model of productivity our whole lives. Mm -hmm. And so if you look at women from a hormonal perspective outside of the West, they don't have the same menopausal experiences as we do here. Mm -hmm. In fact, they tend to not get as many symptoms at all because they haven't been burning out their adrenals their whole life like we are. So my naturopath explained this to me in the sense that if we have been overtaxing our adrenals our whole life, even when we didn't realize it, even yeah. when we were maybe feeling good for years, um, but just working out of alignment with nature, that takes its toll on the adrenals. And so there's a shift that happens when you approach menopause and you come into menopause where Again, don't quote me on this. You'll have to look into it. But the way my ND explained it is certain hormones switch off um, when you stop ovulating and then the adrenals have to take over. So if they've been taxed mm. out or maxed out, they're going to struggle. And so your symptoms might be heightened. And so even as I say that, I just, the word I hear is compassion, like having so, like, so much compassion for ourselves so much forgiveness. I think about ancestral healing and our matriarchal line, our grandmothers and our mothers mm -hmm. who they didn't know. And some of that could even be weaved into this conversation, things yeah. that we inherited, right? And so this is where, again, as an alchemist, I speak to a lot of stillness, meditation, getting quiet, hands on your womb, loving up your womb. When you do move your body gently, walking, moving your hips, dancing, like really trying to attune yourself in whatever way you can to the body. Honor, like, And it, it's this practice of forgiveness and saying, oh, you know, I forgive myself. I didn't know. I forgive. Mm -hmm. I, I, I want to forgive. Um, what my mother didn't know and my grandmother yeah. didn't know. It, it, it's just a lot of forgiveness, a lot of flushing through and a lot of deep inward listening to what your womb, your creative center has to share with you during the sacred time. And then the other thing that's pinging me is, you know, we also were not taught as children how to listen to our bodies. And I think yeah. our generation, we're really trying to change that with the conscious parenting movement and that's something any women listening can really adapt in their own homes is starting at a young age developing 
different rites of passage for your girls, especially as they grow up, helping them to really honor their bodies by asking questions like if they're having an off day, like what are you feeling yeah. in your body? And don't tell them the answer. Let them tell you. Um, teaching them things like how to have a bath to to sort of clear their energy after a long day, teaching them how to hold and mother themselves until our society can do the work to create communal spaces yeah. where we can come together in a way that's more regenerative and supportive. We have to, I think, be able to model and then teach how to hold ourselves through, how to honor rest, how to honor um, some of these these dark moments and these dark times, because it will flush through and it will pass. It will. It's just a holding steady. Um, yeah. So that's, I yes. would say hormon hormonally, the matriarchal line and then the childhood stuff is kind of like three things that are pinging me. Yeah. And, and when you were starting to explain that, I, I was thinking so much of what we're exposed to and we absorb and yeah. the influences from in our homes, in the media, in the world. And we think, you know, we can just really um, find a return to connection with ourselves. That's a big thing I talk about on here in terms of, you know, I think the feeling good part of this podcast is the, the feeling connected, the feeling back into yourself and not necessarily looking at what everybody else is doing, <laughs> right? Because that can in of itself be quite misleading at times, although most of it well-meaning, right? But it's that one-size-fits-all approach I have really backed off on. Yes. Oh, gosh. Like, so much. Like, you know, that that developing of your own internal, your well, your intuition and teaching that, to, that's so beautiful. And I feel like I kind of gave myself a pat on the back because I was like, I feel like I've done that with my my kids in terms of, like, turning it back to themselves and, and what feels good to them and what they need in the moment. Um, yeah, it gets deep, right? And it gets a little sticky when you start to feel, because, yeah, I mean, you know, definitely when you talk about your your lineage and, you know, how you were raised and, you know, it starts to really come into focus sometimes. It's like, ooh, like, yeah, there, and it's there's some really things. Taking a loving, yeah, it's taking a loving look at that because, you know, like my mom was raised at a time when fat was demonized and she would eat zero point weight water mm -hmm. soup every day. And, you know, from a hormonal perspective as well and supporting the adrenals and supporting our body, there was, there was so much darkness that was, you know, thrown at that generation. And yeah. I mean, and it's still out there today and it's packaged differently. Mm -hmm. And I think as, as middle-aged women right now, we're really, I love what you said about sort of turning that off because it starts to feel like a toxic virus coming at you. And I'm very sensitive to that as well. And sometimes I see these things on the internet and I, and I tell women like, it's a lot to digest and metabolize when you start to see, whoa, whoa, like this is not it. Yeah, this is not it. So we have to go really slow and be very gentle with ourselves. Also, this is super random, but, um, Castor oil, rubbing castor oil on the belly mm. and on the womb, it's just one of those natural things that can help. It like it can help you digest the emotion around this. It can yeah. help you digest everything you're alchemizing out, um, and just walking in nature as well. Like one of my favorite things to do, and as I've shifted more into the feminine and I'm healing the feminine, is 
my body repels lifting weights. My body repels. Maybe that won't be forever, mm -hmm. but I need to just get outside. And I resisted this for, for the longest time. I was trying to force my body into all of the things I used to do, running, lifting weights, all of these things. And my body was like, stop it. We're not mm -hmm. doing that right now. And I was like, oh, shit. And so yeah. I will just walk. I'm like, why don't I just walk? And it's actually really nice. There's no screens. There's no bright lights. There's nobody yelling at you to bike hard. Oh, gosh. I'm just like walking, yeah. walking. Who would have thought, you know? So it serves yeah. you, doesn't it? I know. I mean, one of my favorite things to do is, I mean, I, I know the path well, but I will walk with my eyes like pretty much closed. I mean, it's a sidewalk. It's a sidewalk I've walked many times. So like, I mean, I'm not talking like totally tuned out, but I'm just kind of like going in and out, you know, and I, I mean, I guess you could call it meditation, uh, walking meditation, but I just, it just is so peaceful and I can feel the rhythm of my body moving and I'm like the sun on my face and it's just such a it elevates me and clears the slate and I just love it. So I'm with you. I'm a big walker. Yeah, no more hardcore. Like I think back, um, we share in common a, a past of transitioning out of, a, you know, quote unquote corporate kind of job into I was a yoga teacher, and, you know, meditation and, and things like that. And, you know, and I think back to some of those, even those yoga practices that were so intense and so intense. I was like, I don't know. I could never keep up. And so then I always felt like what a lesser than or like, you know, I can't go through the hardcore. I don't even know, like at this point, but those kinds of, you know, more sexy butt yoga practices that were a thing, you know, for a while, right? Where it was like people getting like, rah, you know, in the yoga room. And I'm like, okay, this isn't to your point about adrenals. Like, hello, like you're going, you know, out to get a, quote unquote health practice and then you know you're you know what are you really getting out of that how is that really helping you to feel better um so these are just things that i've worked through <laughs> and kind of you know you come to the other side and you're like yeah no that's naturally not in anymore probably maybe ever i don't think at this point it's a very jolting realization when you go whoa wait wait you know it's yeah. really and it's so interesting because there's a lot of women following my work right now and I can see they're paying attention and they're following and they're like, I get what you're saying. I feel it in my heart, but I, I'm not kind of there yet. Right. Yeah. Like I'm not. Mm -hmm. And that's, and that's okay. Um, you know, for people who love, for, you know, running 10 Ks and power yeah. yoga, like I'm not trying to take them away from that. Um, and perhaps some people who do have more of the athlete archetype within them, mm -hmm. right? Maybe that warrior. That, mm -hmm. Yeah, maybe that is aligned for them. So I'm not trying to take away from that. My intention is to really help presence this shift for people more into the balanced feminine and masculine. It's just like people did for me. There were women yeah. who spoke about this a few years before I went through this sort of transition. And like, thank God, thank God they shared. Otherwise, I would be in the dark, freaking out, thinking I was having a mental breakdown when really it's a return. I mean, it's a returning process. Yeah. You know, it does feel very validating when you when you can find someone that resonates with how you you have that, like you said, that remembering, like you have this remembering of like, wait a minute, like and, and for me, I don't I, I assume you're probably um, and I think you even commented on my podcast about being highly sensitive and, you know, very empathic and open and 
I get very confused. I think like, oh, that's for me. Like I, I see my, you know, friend doing it and they have such a good time. Like I need to do that. And then I get in it and I'm like, you know, this is not good for my nervous system. I'm a mess in here. And then, you know, it can kind of lead to that cycle of beating myself up or thinking like, why can't I keep up? And one thing I would love for you to speak to in terms of just your own maybe experience and, and transition with because you are, you are such a natural leader. I'm like, oh, I love this. Like, I love listening to you talk. Um, in terms of your own path with personal development and leadership and, you know, being a, an entrepreneur in the world, like, how has that pivoted for you? Um, I'm, I'm gathering it's pivoted a lot over the past couple of years. Like, what was kind of the tipping point for you where you kind of maybe adapted a different way or began to just, or was it a tipping point or just it, was it more gradual for you? Yeah. Oh boy. Um, I don't even know where to start. It's like, I, I actually can't read personal development books anymore, or at least not right now. Again, as I have, I, I mean, I think, okay. When, when somebody first starts on this inward path, I think it's very normal and very healthy to read the books and um, even to have sort of a teacher or a guide, right? I used to go to yoga retreats where there was sort of like the head guru kind of thing. Right, right. And now I'm it. I, I And it's not that I don't look externally ever but what starts to happen I think is you as you venture deeper inside your body and as you alchemize so like truly alchemize so much garbage ancestral crap that's sitting there density and this is what Saint Teresa of Avila talks about in her book mm -hmm. Entering the Castle you start to become the guru. Like that's the spiritual path. You are it. You are it. And what starts to happen is everything externally just becomes either a synchronicity that shows you you're, mm -hmm. keep going, you're on the right path. Yes. Keep going, keep going, keep going. Or thing like crazy things happen externally to continue to shake you up to learn your life lessons mm -hmm. so that you can continue to deepen into your true dharmic path mm -hmm. so the external is you're not looking externally for a teacher for a safety net for like you're you i am you're good you are rooted in mm -hmm. i i am which is a deep connection to mother earth sky father like if you want to merge the feminine and masculine whatever whatever that whatever people want to say whatever words resonate, whether it's God, higher self, right? So the, that's how I would define the masculine, the holy masculine. And then the holy feminine is the earth below our feet, our connection mm -hmm. to nature, the goddess, feminine um, mystics and teachers that have gone before us. It's two separate things. And so when you're very rooted in that, it's like this very clean, like sword, almost like going through you that cuts through the shit and mm -hmm. you don't need the external stuff like you become it does that make sense it does and you only rely on external things for signs and symbols mm. and and it doesn't it doesn't mean that you're I don't say this from an ego place like 
you've arrived or anything like that. Mm-hmm. You you actually you may actually encounter some of the deepest challenges of your life at this point because you're ready to freaking handle it. Yeah. 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 So. <laughs> I feel you. And that that whole notion of because I feel like I resonate with the word being a seeker. You know, I'm always curious. I want to learn. I'm like into I'm, I'm just eternally kind of curious. Right. So sometimes I found that that can go from a, uh, it can get a little murky when it goes from looking outside yourself mm-hmm. for the way or the answer or the next thing as opposed to just like you said I love that you just said about a synchronicity taking the signs taking the synchronicity you know maybe a little inspiration but yeah. keeping it really clean that is that feels so good to me mm-hmm. I feel that I feel and the that. inspiration, the, any external inspiration really just serves to continue to gently nudge you forward. It will help clarify your work. It will help you become better at your craft, at your gift. You might pick up on a certain sentence someone says in a podcast or a certain book and you're like, okay, I, I don't want to read that book because I need to fix myself. I inherently mm-hmm. know I'm not broken. I'm whole. I am light. I am love. But there's something in that book that's actually going to help clarify the next stage of my life, or it's going to help deepen me into my life's work. Do you see the difference? Like, there's just a totally yes. different thing that's happening. Absolutely. Yeah. Did you have that? Did you land on this kind of like abruptly? Like, was there a very distinct shift for you in your timeline? Or did you feel like yeah. You, yeah. you've just okay. been on this path? Like, it, okay, I think this I mean? is like were you heavy and like the personal development that like oh yeah yeah you know? yeah yeah me too yeah okay so this is really I think important <sighs> eventually I think something happens where you start to see the beauty of humanity but also just how human we all are. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we've seen this in 2020 and beyond where with, you know, so many, um, so many people who were on pedestals have now fallen because we're, we're all human. We're mm-hmm. all human. We're all, even though, no, we're not, we're not broken, but we have things we're here to work through. We have lessons we're here yeah. to learn. When you start to see that you stop searching for power outside of yourself mm. and you d- you decide that you're going to fully trust yourself shadow and light as well because because you're not perfect either right but typically so what happened along my path is I was building a business and doing my thing building my business building my business and I feel like I had this deep initiatory experience where I was guided to speak up about certain things or I was guided to kind of go left when people were going right. Yeah. And I started to see the humanness in the whole thing and the messiness in the whole thing. And I started to see um, even like danger signs, right? Like, uh oh, this is not (laughs) going well. Yeah. And I heard my soul say, Gerilyn, speak up, do this. But every time I would speak up, I was vilified or shamed for it. And so I just started to hide. I was like, oh, you know what? Mm-hmm. Then I'll just, I'll do my thing, but I'll just kind of do it back here and maybe hope nobody really notices. And then um, 
the whole thing kind of fell apart. The whole thing I was a part of fell, fell apart. And that was when I went, I'm done. Mm. I, like I see, I have compassion. I'm not here to, you know, attack, judge, whatever. Who am I to do that? But I am just going to shine the light inward and I'm yeah. not going to, I'm not going to hide anymore. I'm not, I'm just going to fly my freak mm. flag. I'm going to be who I am. I'm not going to be in any, we kind of talked about this before you pushed play. I'm going to extract myself from any codependency, any wounded behavior, um, any like, especially when someone's aware of it and they're not changing it. That's right. Right. That, that's when I was like, nope, I'm going to extract, 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 extract. And I'm going to have trust and faith in myself. Like I, you become tired and exhausted of I'm not having that trust and faith. Yeah. And so that was when everything changed. And that was when I stopped seeking external validation. That was when I decided to fly my freak flag and even come out of the closet and, and say, like, I'm in the priestess lineage and I'm pretty witchy and I love this and I love that. And I, you know, and I think what it has ultimately brought um, and I see this in women who have gone through this transition is peace. It brings you it's very different than the accomplishments and the accolades yeah. and, the mas and the masculine promises, like the wounded masculine promises. It ultimately brings mm. peace where you have accepted all of yourself. And again, you just stop looking so much out there and playing some of these games that happen out there. Yeah. Yeah. But something yeah. has to happen. Like something happens or some people get sick. Right? right. Some people are in a scenario where they're not speaking their truth or they're not leaving a wounded thing or whatever. And they like something has to happen. For me, it was like a business falling apart. Yeah. I was like, whoa, wait a second. Yeah. Wait. Yeah. And that I relate to the specific um, example quite a bit. And that, you know, I, I felt like I can see now, given some time has passed, I can see the wisdom of how the experience was um, and what it brought forth in me what it called forth yes. in me yes that I needed to look at because and I think that um you know if, if it's okay to say this is a network marketing model you're speaking to um and that there I think that there's some I've done a lot of thinking and and journaling and, and downloading on this over the years and I think that there's this thing that happens that is really actually for our benefit when we come into those types of models it really shines a bright light on our our wounds on the things that we can really start to look at for some of us and we do and we come out with this whole it can be an intense initiation it can be a very intense initiation through that and you come out the other side and you you know you kind of have this different perspective and you've yeah, you 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 have a different. Um, I don't know if it's it's not necessarily like the values, but you just kind of have a different. Like, yeah, no, I actually don't need the things I thought I needed. It's really not about that. Right. So, yeah, that that, and then you know, you get kind of this. Um, I feel like this very intense, you know, um, magnifying glass on some of the things that can go, um, you know sideways when people are leading with ego or you know things like that and that can happen in any human business structure paradigm thing right but I just think it's actually very much front and center that you can call it out more in a network marketing business model um 
you know, you can see that kind of almost real time happening. So thank you for speaking to that. I feel, um, you know, I feel like that is a direction that I have um, kind of been nudged to talk about more because yeah, there can be yeah. a lot of, yeah, a lot of. Um, there are a lot of women that are healing from their experience in network marketing and you should talk about it, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. And it's from a, from a place of compassion for everyone, um, you know, because we're all on this freaking wild ride. Right. But there, there is, uh, there is a dark side, for sure, mm -hmm. to to it. Um, and there are, there's a lot of beauty to it as well. Yeah. So it, it's tricky, but I think talking about it for sure. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I see that being more and more um personally relevant and just relevant um, and needed. And yeah, and I appreciate what you're saying because it isn't. It's not. I mean. It's like such an immature thing to think like something's all bad, you know, like all bad, you know, it's like we all have that sort of, you know, tendency to go into those polarized places. But it's like there's so much. Yeah, like, I mean, I have such a wow, like that really expanded my heart in so many ways and, you know, really taught me some things. And, you know, that that experience is it can be really profound and deep. Um, so thank you for being so vulnerable and sharing you know, your experience and and moving through that and. You know, now that you are, you know, um, I mean, I'm. this is fairly new that you're kind of, yeah, just feeling into a different model for yourself in terms of how you are working out in the world or what you're creating. I think I like to say more than working, right? Like creating in the world. Like what is, what is, if you could look in your little crystal ball, like what do you feel like you're leaning into coming next or what can people um, you know, maybe get excited about that you're going to bring through? Is there anything there? Like any pings coming through? Yeah, I really feel the pull to start my own woman's temple this year. I'm just waiting, waiting for the right timing. Um, and I want it to have a different, I want it to have a, um, a price point model that can meet everybody with where they're at, because this is something I have had to really unlearn as well is just how we charge for things and price yeah. points. So I'm working all that out right now, you know, but I want there to be a different price point model for everything that I offer actually moving forward, where if you're fully resourced, and you can pay the full price. Mm -hmm. It will look like this to do a one-on-one -on -one session with me or a journey with me, a shamanic journey with me. Um, if you could use extra support, it would look like this. Yeah. And if you could really use extra support, it would look like that. So probably later this year, I'll launch my woman's temple. Um, and beyond that, like looking into my crystal ball, it's really just about my kids right now. Yeah. It's about my kids and our family. My husband is getting a business off the ground and I feel like I'm part strategist for that, which is really fun. Oh, so awesome. um, we'll have to, we'll have to see. I feel like there's so, and this is part of like leaning into the feminine. It's so wild because things don't manifest as quickly. I find mm -hmm. when you are more in the feminine. And so it actually requires more patience. But what I have felt is that when it does come to fruition, the fulfillment and the peace and the beauty mm -hmm. is there, which is when we're in the masculine, we're like constantly chasing, right? Yeah. So, you know, 
Renee, I'm just going slow. I'm just like, that. I'm going slow and I'm really trusting. And um, yeah, we just moved into a new house and there's this whole space, like this loft above the garage with these huge, it's unfinished with these huge windows. And you look out at night and the sun is setting and I'm like, oh my God, this is going to be a woman's temple space one day. And it might take so 10 beautiful. years, but yeah, it's, uh, I'm just trusting the timeline. Yeah. And I appreciate that. I had a big... <laughs> I, I've worked through many layers of coming back to really, and, you know, we didn't even get into talking about Dharma and things like that, but I, I have gone through my own journey with returning back to being the nurturer in my home and being like, and finding peace within that and healing within that. And, you know, I just want to say that I acknowledge you for, for having your little kids now to have that knowing because it, it's it's such a quick transition it's such a quick part and I feel like that's one thing I don't want to say I don't feel like it's a regret necessarily but like I was so preoccupied with again chasing things and thinking I needed to acquire and you know I I don't know if you're into astrology but like I'm I'm a uh, North Node Libra, like fourth house, which is all about home and balance and nourishing and, you know, and all these things. And, but that South Node in Aries kept me busy. And that's my kind of my default, you know? So yeah. I was like hardcore until I was like, wait a minute. Actually, if I lean into this, and like you said, it's more of a slow, patient, mm -hmm. but there's so much peace and fulfillment in those moments of, not rushing and not trying to get to some imaginary destination that you think is it. It's like there's so much more fulfillment in those creative spaces to go mm -hmm. slow. So, yeah, it's where it's at. And to have your little, little kids along for the ride with a mom that is in tune to that, ah, it makes me feel so, you know, just inspired. Mm. Well, thank I you for saying that. that. And yeah. even just sharing your experience, because I think lots of uh, young moms, you know, tune into my podcast mm -hmm. or when I'm on other people's podcasts. So I'm sure they'll listen to this and it's just powerful to hear. It, it comes with its unique challenges, right? It like does. If, we, if we choose to slow down, then your brain starts fire. Like, what about how are you going to pay the bills? What, right. Your, like, it's tough. It's really tough navigating these times of having that internal, you know, sixth sense go off. Mm -hmm. But then having having to like unscrew your brain and your thoughts around all of these other things and how is it going to work out? And I just I just keep there's so much to unpack and there's so much that women, you know, deserve and they deserve to be heard and they deserve support. And there's so much we could talk about. But um, I guess the fast track word I would I would leverage is just doing what we're doing. We do what we can and we have to trust and hold steady. That's right. That's I it. Would... <laughs> The word that I was seeing when you were saying that was trust and that is yep. it. That is it. Trusting them that you are held and you are going to be, you know, um, yeah, because it's not easy. You know, it's not easy. That was, I think, really, really, you know, hard and challenging for me to have intense kids. Something that were yeah. constantly needing energy from me. I was like, I'd rather like use my brain to strategically go solve some sort of business problem or something like that felt so much easier for me but then now I'm like yes, oh my gosh it like feel easier 
it does sometimes, right? So thank you for sharing your heart today. Thank you for sharing what you offer. I, I love, and I mean, just the natural essence of your leadership is something I can get behind all day long. I appreciate you and, and what you are putting into the world and sharing. And I'm just really grateful. Thank you. Thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. You're going to come on my podcast soon. So I would love to. I would love to. Yes. Yes. We'll continue yeah, the conversation. Yes. Let's continue the conversation. I think that just one last thing I would say is what I love about the vision for your, you know, women's um, temple and, and shared space is that how we navigate all this makes it so much easier if we have the connection and the community and we can look at each other and see. And the accessibility. Yeah. It has to be accessible yes. to everybody, all different financial capacities, all different. You know what I mean? Like it, it's just, we need each other. It's time. Yeah. It's definitely yeah. time for that. Thank you for being here today. Thank you for listening to this episode. If you enjoyed it and you'd like to help support the podcast, please share it with others, post on social media, or leave a rating and review. It would mean the world to me. To catch all the latest from me, you can follow me over on Instagram at feelgoodwithrenee. Thanks again, and I will see you next time.